We are back with the 155th edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm really excited for this one. I have a uh, UFC fighter joining me. I haven't talked to him yet, so it's uh, it's always nice talking to new new people here. He just had a big win. Um, without further ado, here he is. He's UFC lightweight Austin Hubbard. Hey, how you doing? Hey, man, what's up? How you doing? I'm I'm doing well. <laughs> well, I'm not doing too bad. So uh, so what's life like there? I mean, you're in uh, you're in Colorado, right? Um. I live in Colorado, but at the moment, I'm actually in Illinois. Uh, this is where I'm from. Uh, I came home, you know, visit family and uh, whatnot and see everyone. So I'm currently in Illinois, but I do live in Colorado. Is that like a typical thing you do after fights and stuff? Just go back and spend some time with the family? Yeah. So I, I kind of give myself like two weeks of downtime, you know, after a fight. Uh, you know, I spend pretty much every day training multiple times a day. Uh, you know, I, I call it gluttony week, uh, where I can just be as fat and lazy as I want and just kind of enjoy, uh, relaxing, um, uh, doing nothing, you know, for that, those two weeks. <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your typical, uh, you know, I'm sure when you go back, there's something you like to do that you can't necessarily do during camps and whatnot. Is there anything in particular in terms of like food or, you know, maybe some crazy activity like cowboy, like you go know, skydiving or something? Is there yeah. anything you like to do or uh, that you can't usually do throughout fight camps and stuff? Um, you know, not nothing too crazy. Uh, I guess just doing nothing is, is, <laughs> is my crazy thing I do. Um, you know, like I said, even when I, I don't have a fight, typically I'm training multiple times a day every day except Sunday so um you know like I said I give myself that two weeks to do absolutely whatever I want uh eat food you know pizza burgers sweets you know uh even drink a beer here and there uh you know just kind of completely decompressing completely uh relaxing um to give myself kind of that two week reset where by the end of the two weeks I'm like super motivated to stop being a bum again and get get back to training and everything. Uh you know, for me it seems to be that that perfect mark where I'm completely recovered, you know, body wise and uh physically from the fight. Um and then, you know, the long training camp and then like I said, by the end of the two weeks, I'm pretty pretty motivated to get back to it. So, heading into that fight, there, there was a lot. There were some changes that you made, both physically and, and mentally. Um, one of those physical changes is there is um, some new metal in your uh, in your body. Uh, yeah. How did that feel on fight night? Uh, you know, it's fine. I I didn't notice it. Um, yeah, I had an orbital fracture that required surgery and. I uh, got a, a plate in my eye, well, near my eye, the inner wall of my orbital. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like I heal pretty fast. Um, I think I was only out for, you know, three, four months, maybe total for that. Um, yeah, I, once, once I'm healed, I don't really think about it too much anymore. <laughs> I just keep going. That's good to hear. Um, another one of those changes was, Mentally, um, yeah. after the Joe Solecki fight, you, you made some changes in terms of started seeing a mental coach yeah. and uh, made some big changes, and it showed. I thought you looked unbelievable on fight night, um, given all the circumstances and yeah. everything. How big has that been, you know, seeing a guy, I think it's every Monday or something that you that you see him? Yeah, yeah, so it's been, it's been you know, 
very valuable for me. Um, you know, I, I never put so much focus on in that particular area. Like I have, you know, in the past eight or nine months, um, you know, like you said, I've been working with a mental coach weekly. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading on my own and, and on books, you know, that are similar to mental training type of books. Um, you know, and just that whole area. Uh, and it's, it, it's been awesome. You know I mean? I felt great fight night. I felt super focused. I felt calm. Uh, I felt super ready for that moment. Um, so yeah, to me, it's, it's something I'll continue to work on for sure and keep doing and keep growing and hopefully, you know, keep, keep, uh, putting on great performances and, and winning fights and, you know, climbing the ranks. When uh, when you hear fighters and other athletes talk about it, there's usually like one moment where it's like, you know what, I just reached this point where I had no confidence or I was getting too stressed or there was anxiety. Yeah. What was, it, what was it for you? What was one of the reasons you were like, I should see a mental coach? You know, I, I feel like I've always had these these amazing training camps where every day I feel I felt like was my best day. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, growing and being my skills and everything were all super on point. And I don't know if that was good or bad for me, you know, in the sense that because of, I have kept having these great training camps and feeling great. I would almost like overlook the fight a little bit. Um, and just be like thinking I was just going to go out there and it was going to happen. You know what I mean? I wasn't necessarily focusing where I needed to come fight night. Uh, and it was costing me, you know what I mean? I, I'm three and three right now in the UFC. And, um, you know, obviously I don't, you always want to win more than you lose, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, always a goal, you know, and, you know, I've learned some lessons. I I've, I've grown from those lessons and, uh, I've made the adjustments and, you know, now that I, I, I feel super confident, you know, in my skill set, but even more so now because I feel like I've closed this mental gap that I was having um, where, you know, come fight night, I just wasn't necessarily as focused as I needed to be in the fight, fight night, you know what I mean? Um, and now I feel like I'm there. Uh, I, I, I know how to mentally show up. And for me, that is, was kind of the hardest part um and yeah i'm feeling good about where i'm at right now you you talked about being three and three and, and needing more wins than losses yeah. and when you make a de decision to to accept a new opponent you know think that's not ideal right it's like you've just been training for for natan this entire camp and now you got dakota bush on a week's notice and it's something you've done before but there had to be some sort of like doubts where you're like, you know what, should I be doing this? Is this the right move for my career at this point? Um, what went behind the decision to say, you know what, screw it, let's fight? You know, I, I was, you know, well, number one, I, that long layoff, um, you know, I was, I was really eager to fight. Uh, to me, the, the opponent didn't matter. Um, I've never been one to, you know, watch a bunch of film or doing a bunch of studying of my opponents. Uh, to me, I'm a fighter. My job isn't to pick my opponent. My job isn't to, you know, kind of be like, oh, I want, I want to fight this guy. I don't want to fight this guy. I want to fight this guy. 
I've I've never ever had any second thoughts of anyone I've I've fought. You know what I mean? Um, as uh, coming up as an amateur, most of my fights ended up being different opponents than my original opponents, anyways. So it's it's uh, getting a new opponent fight week isn't isn't something necessarily new to me. Um, so it didn't matter, you know, uh, I was mentally ready and I was mentally focused on fight night. So whether Natan was in there or Dakota Bush to me, it, it didn't matter at all. So, um, yeah, that, that was kind of my mindset. You know, I was just, I, I'm to me, my job isn't to pick who I fight. My job is to fight and I'm, I feel my skills are on par to fight anyone. So. I'll let my manager, let my the matchmakers do their job, and they can pick who I fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but about um, not just the mental side, but the physical side, because the team you're working with is right now booming, right? Like yeah. you've got Gaethje, Drew Dober, Neil Magny, Curtis Blades. Like the list goes on and on. You can pretty much list half the UFC roster, and they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to you to have a to have a team like that um, around you? Yeah, I mean the the lessons um, I get to learn is is invaluable. You know, what I mean, like uh, training with Gaethje, Corey Sanhagen, Neil Magny. Um, you know, they're at a very high level and they have a lot of experience uh, in the area in which I want to be. Um, you know. It, Obviously, it's solid training partners, but their their mental approach, their um, the experiences they have is also you know very valuable uh, help as well as you know the physical side of it. So yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's such a blessing to be able to train with such an awesome team. And uh, I mean, very successful weekend for you guys as well. Two belts now going back to the gym. How cool is it, and how cool was it to watch that fight, both Rose and uh, and Kamaru get it done? Yeah, it was, I mean, awesome, you know what I mean? Like, winning a world championship, and uh, both in spectacular fashion, you know, it's that's it's exciting, it's motivating, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> As for uh, as for what's next for you, I mean, this past year has been roller coasters with the Max Rush, Ro Max Roshkoff incident, yeah. surgery, injuries, uh, time off. How quickly do you want to get back in there? Uh, I I love to stay active. You know, I would definitely love to be back in there end of June, any point in July range time frame. Um, that's my goal. Uh, hopefully, it, it can happen. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I mentioned uh, I mentioned Max Roshkoff, and I wasn't going to bring him up, but uh, you talked a lot about the mental side of things, and I think that's one of the things that you know he lacked. You know, he he ended up for people who didn't watch the fight, he ended up I wouldn't say quitting on the stool, but uh, you know he took it on short notice and yeah. ended up not being able to continue to fight. Um, for someone like that, who's kind of you know probably in the same spot in terms of they need something uh, mentally, not just yeah. physically. What advice would you give to someone like that? Um. Yeah, I would I would definitely say to you know reach out to uh, a mental coach or someone that you you trust you know to kind of fill that mental gap for you you know what I mean um and give you honest 
uh, unbiased uh, things to work on. You know, I mean, you can't go see someone who who's going to just sit there and tell you you're right. You're doing this right. And uh, not actually challenge you to change certain uh, thinking behaviors. Um, you know, that's that I think is very important because you can't have like a, a yes man man in your your corner that's supposed to be making these changes for you um, and help you think differently. Um, for me, my mental coach, uh, his name's Salt Garrison. Uh, he he challenges me a lot, you know, mentally. And uh, that's where, where your growth and your lessons learned come from. You know what I mean? Uh, you're not going to learn the things you need to learn if you're just being told you know, yeah, you got it. You're right. Or, you know, anything along those lines. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to go to one myself too. And I mean, I don't train or anything like that, but I just, yeah. I do jujitsu, but like, I don't fight. Um, and I think it's going to help a lot in terms yeah, of, yeah, I mean, it helps in all areas of life. It's not just something you need, you know, or can benefit from if only you're an athlete, it's something that, uh, you can, for me anyways, and what I learned from Saul, uh, just in life in general, it just makes um, makes everything a little bit easier, you know what I mean? With uh, the mental processes and how you uh, react to certain things that come up and whatnot, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, I mean, important in all areas. Yeah. As an athlete, you see it too. I mean, guys early on in their career who kind of went through a rough patch. One of those examples is Charles Oliveira, you know, yeah. and uh, look at where he is now, right? It just shows yeah. you how even just a small change, like talking to someone, could, uh, could could make a difference. I mean, Charles Oliveira is about to fight Michael Chandler, so it shows you like what what a change this could this could do for for not just you but anyone in the uh, in a similar position. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about Charles Oliveira since we brought him up. There's a big fight coming up, and it's in your weight class, and uh, I couldn't go without asking your prediction for it. Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. If you had to pick, who do you think is winning it? You know, that's it's such an interesting matchup, I feel like. Um, Oliveira is very you know, crafty on the ground, very dangerous, but he has very good stand-up as well. He's a little more lengthy than uh, Chandler, uh, but – you know, and I'm not the most familiar with uh, Chandler's fights. I've only seen, you know, one or two. I haven't seen a bunch, to be honest. Um, but, man, he is uh, – he seems like such a workhorse. He he obviously is a very good wrestler. He has a very powerful um, one-punch capability, knockout ability, you know, within his hands. Um, so, you know, obviously he's, he's a dangerous uh, for anyone. So – um, you know, I think that's going to be a fight of who can uh, withstand uh, and conquer kind of type of thing. You know, who's going to implement their game plan first and who's going to be able to stick to their game plan and impose their will onto the other person. So, um, you know, for me, it's it's kind of a toss up. I think it could go either way, but I don't know. My, my gut is... First instinct is maybe saying uh, Chandler. Um, you know, I think Oliveira have in the past has shown some some struggles when he doesn't kind of 
implement his game plan and will on to the other person and kind I'm not saying he's uh you know weak or anything like that but he kind of seems he can't always withstand the pressure from another opponent um and I feel that Chandler won't you know he won't be affected by another opponent's pressure and he's gonna he's gonna keep a high pace and pressure on him so uh, I think it'll be an interesting fight for sure yeah I mean I don't know how to I think it's the the later it goes I think it actually favors uh Chandler I just think that, I agree I agree yeah um but lastly um for people who want to follow you where, where where can they find you on social media yeah, so you can find me on uh, Instagram at Austin Hub with two Bs, one five five. My Twitter's the same. Um, I'll, I'm gonna be honest though; I don't use Twitter all that often. Um, but yeah, you can check out my uh, my Instagram is where I post most of my social media. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thank you. I know you're on your two weeks off, so uh, yeah. I'll let you uh, get back to that. Um, <laughs> best of luck, man, and uh, can't thank wait you. to see that for you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. You take care as well. So there you have it. Austin Hubbard, UFC lightweight. Be sure to check him out on Instagram. Um, also, that team at Elevation right now is booming. They are, uh, they are crushing it. Um, yeah, and if you guys haven't yet, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Check us out at fighterpath.com, uh, fighterpathmma on Instagram and Twitter, and we will see you guys next time.